This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. Great to see you this morning. Our theme for this year at Life Church is Good Neighbours. It's a simple instruction in the Bible to love God and to love your neighbour. And followers of Jesus are expected to be good neighbours, to love our neighbours. So we're kind of encouraging each other in this. It's easy to love some people and not quite as easy to love others. But we believe that God's called us to love everyone irrespective of who they are. And our current series within that is called Life Together. And Life Together, we're taking this from the book of Leviticus, which is all about how we should live together, how should we look after each other, how we should care for each other, how we can be involved in that. It's a chapter about holiness. And it's about how we can be, holiness is simply being like God. And the instruction is here of how we can be more and more like God. And so I want to encourage you this morning to kind of lean in and to listen and to get involved and and, and don't miss anything and don't hear what I don't say, but kind of catch what I am saying. And so we can, we can see how God can help us with, with that. Holiness, God-likeness, you know, fairness, these, these, these are British values, and every Christian is called to be that kind of person. And in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, this week we're on to, last week was verse 14, so anybody got a guess? Wild guess what verse it is? 15. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be out. So verse 15 of Leviticus chapter 19 says this, it says, do not twist justice in legal matters by favoring the poor or being partial to the rich and powerful. Always judge people fairly, or judge people on the basis of what is right. Now you think, well, what's that got to do to me? I'm not a JP. Well, you might be a JP. Any JPs in the house, you might want to admit to that. But uh, if you are excellent, there is one. Wonderful, didn't anticipate that. Well, you... You think, well, how does this apply to me? Because actually, when it says judge people, it doesn't mean sit in judgment. There's a place for that with the rule of law, of course, that's important. But in our day-to-day life, it means treat people equally. It means everyone the same. Give everyone a go, as the Aussies would say. Give everyone a chance. Don't judge people by how they look, but give them an opportunity to prove that there is somebody who's valuable to God. And justice and impartiality, treating people the same, being even-handed, we would say that that's, a, that's British. That's what we'd say is British. But what we actually see in the Old Testament and the New Testament in the Bible, it's always been a godly characteristic. And it's always been something that God requires his followers to do, to be just, to be fair, to be generous, to be impartial. How important that is. So Christians, how we treat people actually really matters. We can't, just say, we can't just ignore people. We're supposed to be good neighbors. We can't just think, well, I'm not dead. Those guys are not really like me, so I don't really have to connect with them. No, the Bible's clear. Whatever the color of the person's skin, their background, uh, their education, where they live, what they've got, what they haven't got, doesn't make any difference because God's called us to be impartial in how we deal with, with people. Justice, equity in our relationships is important. Don't favor the rich over the poor, and don't favor the poor over the rich either. You know, in Jewish courts many years ago, they used to insist 
that if there, were tri- there was a, a, a system, if there was a, a problem between uh, a, a guy that was rich and a guy that was, was, was poor, they would insist that they have to dress exactly the same so they couldn't tell who was who. They insisted they were both given the same right to speak. They insisted that justice went all, all the way. And uh, in Athens, I'll show you a picture, any excuse to show a picture of Greece is, is worth having. On, on here is, is Mars Hill. And on Mars Hill here, there was, a court, there was a court of Areopagus. And this court used to meet at night in pitch darkness. So all they could do was hear both sides. So they couldn't make a decision based on what the person looked like, the clothes they were wearing, or how they appeared. And that's what the, this is the heart of what this is all about, about being impartial. God has no favorites. God is impartial. And he's looking for us to be the same when we deal with different people. It says in Romans uh, chapter 2, verse 11, God does not show favoritism. God does not show favoritism. So you think about it, you think, well, is God as interested in me? Because I'm not kind of that good a person. I've, I've made some mistakes. I've I kind of messed up in my life and relationships. Absolutely. God is just as interested in you as the person who appears to be to have it all together. Let me, let me into, put you into a secret. Those who appear to have it all together might not necessarily have it all together because we're all human. We all have failings. We all make mistakes. We've all had challenges in our lives. That's life. We've all had those kind of things, but God is impartial. He has no favorites. I'm actually personally grateful for that because I think, God, you know, if you're kind of measuring if I was good enough, I'd never be that good. God, if you kind of judge, if I make a couple of mistakes, you know, three strikes and you're out, God doesn't operate like that. He has no favorites. He is impartial and he cares about each of us equally. Rich, poor, young, old, all the same to God. There's a story in the New Testament of a guy called Peter. And Peter, one of the apostles, some of you would call him Saint Peter, he had a situation where God was telling him to go and preach and take the good news about Jesus to people who weren't Jews. And he struggled with this because he thought, my God is the God of the Jews. I can't, I can't do anything about this. I can't, I can't go from, uh, I can't change that. But he came to this conclusion and it's recorded in Acts chapter 10. It says, I can see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts. In every nation, lost it. He accepts everyone who fears him and does what is right. So fear God and to do what's right. Now, let me just say, to fear God is not to be terrified of him. To fear God is to honor and to respect him and to love him. That's what it means. And to trust him and to do what is right. And that's what we're trying to do. As good neighbors, we're trying to do what is right consistently. Not what is right most of the time, but what is right all of the time. Peter said, I can see clearly that God shows no favoritism. There is no prejudice with God. There's no partiality with God. Right back in the Old Testament, let me give you another scripture in a book called Deuteronomy. It says this, and this is very, I think this is bang up to date for the society that we're in right now. It says this, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow. He loves the foreigner. 
There's an answer how we have to be with refugees. God loves the foreigner. Residing among you, giving them food and clothing, and you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves were foreigners. So God is impartial. He has no favorites, and he expects us also to be impartial. Easier said than done sometimes, but that's what God's calling followers of him to be like. How do we do that? Well, one thing we do, we don't, we don't do, is judge a book by its cover. You know, sometimes when you meet someone, uh, and when you, you think, my goodness, I can see in their face they've had a life. They, they've had some challenge. They've clearly had some challenges. And, you know, we can say, wow, you know, the, the, they've got a story. And, you know, the reality it is, behind every face, even those that look like they've got it all together, there's a story. We all have our challenges. We've all had our, our failings. We've all had our disappointments. We've all our, had our heartaches. We've all had perhaps bereavements, things like that. We've all had these kind of experiences, but we don't judge a book by its cover. We don't look at someone and make a judgment based on what they're wearing, what, what, how they appear, or, or where they live, or what they drive, or, or, or anything like that. We don't do, do that. The actual Greek word, John, John 7, 24 says, stop judging by mere appearances. And the Greek word behind that talks about, it basically saying, don't judge your face. So when you see a face, don't judge your face. Because we can see a face and kind of make an assessment, that is that kind of a person. But you know, God says, God looks past all of that. He doesn't judge our appearance. God doesn't judge, don't judge a book by its cover. Look, be, look beneath the surface, surface and love the, your neighbor as yourself. God's not impressed by the things sometimes we can be impressed with. He sees us exactly as you are. And I want you to grab this this morning because you might think I'm not as that important or I, I, I'm considered insignificant. No, you matter to God. You're vital to God. God loves you so much as much as he does anybody else. And you have a have a purpose, and you have a future. There's a story in the Old Testament of a guy called Samuel, who was the high priest. And Samuel had the job of anointing the king. He'd anointed the first king, who was Saul, and Saul had just gone his own way and pretty well made a hash of it. And God said, it's time for a new king. So God directed Samuel to go to uh, a place, uh, a guy called Jesse had a whole bunch of sons. And Samuel said, well, God's called me to anoint one of your sons. Get your sons to line up. So the sons li- lined up. The first one, the oldest, uh, was Eliab. And there he was there. Samuel thought, he looks the part. He's a big strapping, stra- strapping lad. He looks, like, he looks like a king. Kings should look like this because Saul had been head and shoulders above everybody. He was, he, was, he was really tall. But God said, no, it's not him. And one after another, the different... Uh, sons lined up, and God just kept saying to Samuel, it's not him. And then, so Samuel says to, to Jesse, have you got any other sons? And he says, well, there's just the lad, David. I mean, he, he's looking after the sheep. He's, he's the youngest. It, 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 can't, it can't be him. Surely it can't be David. But she said, go and fetch him. So he brought him, he brought him along. David came along, and he was the one that was anointed. And he says this, it says in the scripture of this particular incident in 1 Samuel chapter 16, the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height. I love that when you don't get judged by your height. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
How good is that? How good is that? God doesn't see, God's not impressed by how we appear, and it's good to look after ourselves and, uh, and all this kind of stuff is, is, is important. There's no, no problems with that. But understand, God is not impressed by those kind of things. He sees our heart. And I want you to get grasp this this morning. You might feel, you know, not that important. Not many people are interested in, in me. I want you to know God sees your heart and God sees you as you are and cares about you so in, in, incredibly well. Always judge people fairly. There is no partiality with God. God's not impressed by how good looking we are. Some of you, some of you are devastated at that, aren't you? And some of you are delighted. But God's, it's not about that because God's impartial. He shows no favoritism. He is just and fair all of the time. You know, the traditional image for justice, well, it will be on the screen, is this which we see outside the Old Bailey. And uh, there's Lady Justice who has the scales in the hand. The sword is, is, is for judgment, and, and there the, there's the balance of the, scale, of the scales. Now, in the original one, the, uh, which will we'll show, we'll show this, an image of the original one. It's not the, it's not the original one. She's blindfolded. Now, apparently, the one at old, uh, the old Bailey is not blindfolded because the answer why it's not blindfolded is because women are always impartial, apparently. Let that kind of... I'm not arguing with that. I'm just telling you as it is of what I've been told. But on that, on that image, of course, is the, bl- is the idea of blind, the blindfolded is that it's not a judgment on how things appear. It's about what the evidence is and what is right. You know, most of us, all of us, I guess, are, are grateful for the rule of law. I wasn't particularly grateful about that a few weeks ago when I got a letter uh, through the post uh, inviting me to go to a speed awareness course or uh, have three points on my license. And uh, I, I know I'm the only one in the room who's ever had a letter like that. I realize that. And I'm sorry to, to break the image that, that, that I'm perfect. But the fact I was, I was distracted and I had something on my mind, I'd just lost a friend, and that justice still comes. What, whatever the excuses are. And uh, so I'm, I'm driving very carefully. And so don't get annoyed if I'm slow in front of you. I'm, I'm keeping the law. But, you know, we value the fact that we live in a country where justice matters. We value the fact that we have rules and boundaries. That's actually helpful for a good society. But when it comes to God and how we deal with people, it's important that we are impartial. We don't go off appearances. It's not about who we are. It's not even about who we know. You know, I heard a story about uh, a police officer, a road, road traffic police officer, who pulled a guy over who, who wasn't driving that, that, that well. He seemed to be driving a bit erratically. And he stopped him and he said, let's have a look at your license. He got to have a look at his license. He saw his license and he said, it says on this license, you're supposed to wear glasses. And the guy says, it's okay, I've got contacts. And he said, I don't care who you know, you're still driving badly. It's not your contacts. It's not who you know. It's who you are. And God's not interested in who we know. We know the mayor, Burnley. We're in. But God's, it's not about how well connected we are. It's about who we are. And God loves us exactly 
as we are. God is not impressed by who we are, and he's not actually bothered about who we don't know, who we know, who we don't know. He's not bothered because he sees us as we are, and he accepts us and values, values us so equally. In um, James chapter 2, it says, this is because God's looking for us to be impartial. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? So in other words, if we truly are followers of Jesus, we have to be impartial. We have to be just. We have to be even-handed. We have to be accepting. We have to be welcoming. Whether you're the first citizen of Burnley or someone who is a bit down at heel, whether you're the first citizen or someone who's got, you know, hasn't got a lot going on that's great in their life right now, let me tell you, you're as welcome here as anybody else because that's how God is. He's open-handed. He's impartial. He has no favoritism. We talk about a life church about people being our priority, and that means all people. That means you. Whatever you are, whatever you might know, what you don't know, whatever you might have or what you don't have, whatever, it doesn't make any difference because you are equally welcome here. The Bible says in 1 John 4, it says, whoever claims to love God and yet hates his brother is a liar. That's pretty, pretty, pretty strong, isn't it? Pretty strong. But because Christianity is not just about relationship with God, it's about relationship with other people. And in, in life together, our series, in our life together, we have to know how we relate to other people, not just how we relate to God. We cannot be a Christian in isolation. It's just me and God. My uh, faith is private to me. People say that, but actually the Bible says it ain't supposed to be private. It's supposed to be public in the sense of it has to affect our day-to-day life, in our work, in our homes, with our families, with our friends. Wherever we find ourselves, that's where Christianity should be shown and should shine. The New Testament is very clear that it's all summed up with love. God loves us, we love him, and we love other people we, to be love our neighbor of ourselves. And if Jesus is Lord of our lives, he is the source of that love and he expects that love to go out. He expects that love to, be, to touch other people. He expects that love to affect other people. That's what it's all about. Romans 15 verse 7 says this, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. I think it's important to remember, those of us who have been followers of Jesus maybe for a lot of years or a few years, to remember that God accepted us, not when we were good enough, but just as we were. And if he can do that for us, the least we can do is to accept people the same as God does. That's called grace in the Bible. It's called when God looks at us, he doesn't see what we've done that's wrong. His grace, his love for us is so incredible, it covers that. When we ask for forgiveness, it's guaranteed. I love the way how the uh, theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer put it this way. Dietrich Bonhoeffer spoke up again the Nazis and they executed him. But he said this, he says, judging others makes, makes us blind. Whereas love is illuminating. By judging others, we bind ourselves to our own evil and the grace which others are just as entitled to as we are. What a thought. The grace we received 
Other people are just as entitled to that. That's a challenge to me. That's a challenge to us, Life Church, this morning, that we have received God's grace. We have experienced God's love. We know what it is to be forgiven. We know what it is to have hope in the future. But just as we have that, we are responsible to pass that on to other people to be gracious. If we accept or reject people on the basis of how things appear, then we're not doing it right. Because grace covers it all, and we reach out and bless people and the best we can. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Maybe the musicians will join us as we come to uh, a conclusion. How important it is to be impartial, to be just, to be even-handed. And I want you to think about that in, in, through this week. You know, there's some people I have got time for and, and some people who are not really like me. I, I, kind, of, I kind of avoid them. That's not, that's not the gospel. That's not the good news about Jesus. We have a responsibility to do what we can to reach who we can and to reach, reach them when we can. As I read the scripture about Peter in Acts 10, God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what right. And it's about that. It's about fearing God and it's about doing what right, what's right. That's what we are called to do. You know, I believe in God's strength, we can do what's right. In God's strength, we can be good neighbors. In God's strength, we can be impartial and show no favoritism and reach out and to make a difference in our communities right across East Lancashire. You know, as you've traveled here today from Burnley, from, where, from Blackburn, from wherever you've come from, God then wants to send us back to do what is right in our communities. And that's the call of God for us. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.